Thank you for joining Sumter Chapel's weekly podcast. We hope that this message encourages you and speaks life to your spirit. As always, we pray that this podcast will further God's kingdom by seeing one more made new. Now, let's get started with today's message. Well, good morning to each of you. Uh, it is indeed a, a privilege and an honor to be here uh, this morning. Um, I, uh, Drew Weed, first spoke, what, maybe about three months ago? It was about three months ago, and, um, and he was um, on my page and sent me a message in my inbox on Facebook. He was like, look, you need to call me. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what have I done? <laughs> and, uh, and so he reached out to me and shared his heart. And, um, and ironically, we have the same heart. Uh, we want to see God's people fed. Um, we want to see God do a new thing. Um, and, uh, and so we begin to speak and, and we begin to share with each other. And um, I think the first time we spoke, we may have talked for about an hour and 45 minutes. And, um, and I was like, Roar, you got to go pick the kids up from school. Yeah? I was like, Drew, man, I got to go. Like, I gotta, he was like, yeah, me too. The, you know, the wife is saying and the kids and, blah, blah, blah. and I was like, yeah, man. I was like, but we need to do this again. And we've spoken, um, I believe, uh, maybe three times two or three times since then. Um, and he was like, uh, we want you to come and share with us here at Sumter Chapel. And um, so it's a privilege to be here this morning. Um, and I want you to know that this is not an accident. Your being here this morning is not an accident. Um, I believe that this is God ordained. Uh, nothing is by happen chance. Nothing is by happenstance. Um, and I, and I, I do wanna say this, um, just in case there may be someone here this morning, you know, maybe thinking, well, um, you know, maybe I'm a mistake or I shouldn't be here or, you know, different situations and circumstances are occurring in your life and it just seems like life is just beating you down, wearing you down. I want you to know that God still has a plan for your life. He still has a plan for your life. Um, and so this morning, just briefly, um, I want to uh, dive into and we're going to talk a little bit. I, I, I love to talk. And when he told me the structure of the service, I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, this is, this is what, you know, like a Bible study type, you know, we're bouncing ideas off of each other and agreeing and disagreeing. And I, I love all that. And y'all, excuse me, I, I, can, I can be kind of animated. Right? So, you know, and, and if I say, you know, can I get amen, I need you to give me an amen, okay? All right, I need you to give me an amen, okay? So can I get amen? Amen, amen. amen. Well, we're going to turn briefly. Uh, and we're going to talk from the subject of why did God call me? Why did God call me? And, I, and before we get into our text, who knows exactly what God has called them to do? Let me, by show of hands. Like, you know, pinpoint, like, to the T, every I dotted. Oh, okay, okay. Some of the eyes, okay, all right. So you get a few red marks on your paper. So you, you, know what God, you know what God has called you to do. Okay, all right, so let's turn to Ephesians 3. Um, and I'll be reading from the NIV. And, um, and in our church, we give you time to turn to it. So just take you a few moments to turn to it. Uh, but Ephesians 3, uh, we're going to start at verse 1 and we'll finish our reading at uh, verse 7. Um, all right, so it says, For this reason I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by, the, by revelation. As I have already written briefly, 
In reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. Verse 6, it says, This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise in Christ Jesus. A verse of emphasis, verse 7, it says, uh, I became a minister, in the King James Version it says, uh, I became a, the NIV says I became a servant, but in the King James it says a minister. And minister we know, when we break it down, it, it simply means servant. It says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Verse 8, I, I, I just want to read it just for uh, further emphasis. It says, although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ. So I, I just want to talk briefly just for a few moments. And I have all these notes. It, it, I, I do, you know, and, and for the sake of, you know, theological accuracy. I, so I want to go ahead and just sit that to the side just for a moment so that we can just talk. But um, I want to speak from the topic of why did God call me? Why did God call me? And I see uh, that our, our, our theme has been a battle plan, and, uh, and I'm going to share something with y'all, and y'all can't tell anybody, okay? Y'all can't tell me. I love Game of Thrones, okay? I love Game of Thrones. Stone me, castigate me. I, I love it. I, I, I love the, 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 how methodical and, and just, oh, oh, I love it. I love it. So my particular favorite scene in Game of Thrones um, uh, is the battle between uh, Jon Snow uh, and the Boltons. Um, and they, they name it a certain name. I don't want to say it because it, I think it, the, the word is kind of insulting. But um, they are in this fight. And Jon Snow has had to take inventory of how many soldiers he has. And he has, uh, at this point, about 2,000 soldiers. And he was going to face the Boltons. And they, they had about 8,000 soldiers. And Jon Snow was like, okay, I know we don't have enough. We're going, to take our, we're going to take Winterfell back. We're going to take it back. And so John goes, and, and, um, and, uh, and he goes, and they get into battle, get into battle, get into battle, and they start to lose the battle. They begin to lose the battle. They begin to lose me and lose me. And just when it seemed that all hope is gone, just when it seemed that all hope was lost, here come the soldiers of the veil. And they come in riding in like the cavalry, and they come in and they save the day, and they're able to take Winterfell back. One thing that I gathered from that was before you go into battle, you have to have a plan. And not just a plan, but you have to be strategic. Because it was, you know, just ironic. It was just grace or favor that they had a backup plan that someone that that Sansa decided okay I need to go and we need to get help we need to get help and the more we know what we're called to do in this life <laughs> then we're battle more battle ready um, I didn't have the privilege of serving in the military but I have several family members who did and if any of you in here have served thank you for your service 
And my brother who served in the infantry, he said, we didn't go into a territory unless we had a plan. And the plan was not just to go in, but the plan was to come out. And he said, every soldier had an assignment. Every soldier had an assignment. Okay, y'all, this section does this, and this platoon does this, and this platoon does this, and this, and this, and we're going in with the anticipation that everybody is coming out of there and all of us are returning home. That was the severity of everyone doing their assignment. That was the severity because if one person was out of place, guess what? It could destroy the whole plan. So I, I, I pose this question to you this morning. What has God specifically called you to do? Is it, is it leading worship as Allie so gracefully did? I, I, I'm a worship leader too, so I, I love it. I, I just, I, I, that's what God called me to do. I know my calling. What have you been equipped to offer the body of Christ? I, I, I would go on a limb to say that many times, uh, many of us experience frustrations, and that's because we're out of place. Many of us experience headache and trials and, and, and tribulations and temptations. And it's not because of the devil. <laughs> we'll put everything on, oh, the devil made me do it. The devil made me. No, 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 no. Sometimes we're not in the right place. And could it be that maybe some of those frustrations that you're experiencing, some of those anxieties that you're experiencing, some of those setbacks that you're experiencing is because you're out of place? I saw this meme on Facebook, and it was a picture of a clove of garlic. And one of the sections had been pulled out, one of the cloves had been pulled. It was a, a full a, a blossom of garlic, and one of the, the cloves had been pulled out, and they stuck a tangerine inside. And, and, the, and the meme said, just because you fit doesn't mean you belong. Are you fitting in just to belong? Or are you really walking out and carrying out the God-ordained calling that is upon your life? So oftentimes, so many times, we, 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 we think or, or, or we know, and, 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 and Paul said, we're, we're looking at this thing through a glass. Like, like we don't have the full understanding of why we've been sent here to this earth. But God gives us and little drops and little nuggets, and, and he, he, you know, it, it may be in a little whisper at night, uh, 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 and, and the song Good Good Father kind of just sums it up, you know. Oh, I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like, but I know the tender whispers of love in the dead of night. He will lead us where we should be. Am I making sense? He, he will, 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 oh man, God has called me to preach. Well, <laughs> that may not be your calling. <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> Why? Because when you stand up in front of people, you have to give them something that they can hold on to. You have to give them something that they can cling to. And if you're just standing there monotone and da 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 Perhaps, maybe, not saying that God didn't call you, <laughs> but maybe there's a, there's a process of perfection that you need to go through in order to refine that gift. Amen, somebody. Just because, what I've discovered, Allie, is that, is that correct? Just because I've, I've discovered, 
Just because I can sing a song, that doesn't mean that that song is necessarily for me to lead. Am I making sense? I mean, you, you're my fellow worship leader, so we can, we, we can talk a little bit. Just because I'm able to do something does not automatically mean that God has called me to do it. Why? I'll tell you this. You may be saying, well, well how, do you, how do you know? You're giving us all of this advice on how, how do you know that God hadn't called me to do this? How do you know that God hadn't called me to do this? Well, I'll tell you what. There's no saying. The proof is in the what? Pudding. Oh, come on, somebody. And so if you stirring that pudding up and ain't no proof coming up, <laughs> chances are you may not be called to do it. What has God called you to do? That thing that you do so well. Perhaps it may be a pound cake. You may be good at baking. Y'all love sweets. <laughs> I love sugar. I had to avoid the donuts coming in because <laughs> I didn't want my throat to be caught. Perhaps it's ushering at the door. Maybe it's leading worship, playing the keys. Maybe it's on the drums, or maybe it's in the nursery. God, can I give a disclaimer? God didn't call me to the nursery. <laughs> I struggle with my own kids. <laughs> what do I look like trying to help somebody, you know? But there are some people who are just so gifted. Some people are just, you, you put them in a certain environment and they just flourish. It just comes with ease. It's, it's easy for them. And I submit to you today that wherever your best gift lies is in the place that you are most excited. <clears throat> this is how I knew that, that I would be an eternal worshiper. I had the opportunity about, oh gosh, what is this? This is 2020. So about 17 years ago, 17 years ago, I got the privilege of uh, uh, performing for the uh, 75th annual National Future Farmers of America Convention. It was in Louisville, Kentucky. And my, my, my all-expenses trip paid. They asked me to come up. They paid for the hotel. They gave us gas money. We, were, we ate every day. I mean, it was just, the, it, I, was, I just felt so privileged. They treated me like a celebrity while I was there. Um, I got the opportunity to open the convention with the national anthem. So I stood, oh, say does that star spank banner, yeah, for the land. Y'all know the climax. Oh, the free and the home of the brave. And ever since then, it sparked something on the inside of me. That whenever I'm in front of an audience, whether it's 100,000 or whether it's one, to put my best foot forward and be the best and do the best, Everything that God has called me to do and God has called me to be. You want to know why? Because I'd rather give 100% in one thing than to be spread around and only give 50. Can I get an amen, somebody? I'm reminded of a, a, a story in the book of Matthew, I believe it's chapter 25, where the master leaves three of his servants with talents. Um, the CEV version says um, 5,000, he gave to the first one 5,000 coins, the second one he gave 2,000 coins, third one he gave 1,000 coins. The Bible says that the master went away for a season. He went away for a season. And upon his return, he discovered that the one with the 5,000 turned it into 10,000. 
The one with the 2,000 doubled his, turned it into 4,000. But the one with the 1,000, he buried it. He buried it. I don't want you to think for one moment that because your gift may not necessarily be up here on stage, on display, that is insignificant and not important to the kingdom of God. I don't want you to think for one moment, for one moment, that God didn't call me to preach. And so that means, I mean, because we in the body of Christ, when I say the body of Christ, the universal church, we have a tendency to compare. <laughs> anybody know what I'm talking about? Has anybody ever fallen victim to comparison? I believe that maybe everybody in here, I have. And I thought, uh, Rachel, is that it? Okay, uh, Rachel, I thought, I said, well, I, I don't, you know, my voice doesn't move quite like this, and I can't do the pretty uh, uh, melismas and embellishments. I can't do all that. So, you know, I'll just, you know, and God was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. He said, I didn't give you that grace. You haven't been graced to do that. And in our text, in, in Ephesians chapter 3, Paul talks about the grace that was given unto him to deliver the gospel message to the Gentiles. Why? This is why. If we read on a little bit further in the chapter, he said, Paul, Paul says, and we can read in other texts, he said, I, I attempted to take the gospel to the Jews, he said, and they rejected it. And he said, okay, because they rejected it, he said, I'm now, God is now calling me to the Gentile nation. And he said, I'm going to take the gospel there. Your gift, the mystery that was given to Paul to preach unto the Gentiles, Paul was called with a specific assignment, with a specific purpose to a specific people. Sometimes we get into the, if we fall into the trap of thinking that our gift is for everybody. <laughs> You know what I had to discover, Allie? Everybody doesn't like my singing. You want to know, you want to know how I came to that conclusion? Because I don't like everybody singing. <laughs> Can I get an amen, somebody? It, certain singers are just not for me. And guess what? That's okay. Your gift, so I, I want you to do something. For me. Lay hands on yourself and say, my gift is not for everyone. And that's okay. But just because that gift is not for everyone does not mean that you don't have a calling. Just because that gift is not, you know, put on display here or seen here or done here or over here or over there, that does not mean you're not called. It's just that God grants some of us certain responsibilities that he does not entrust to others. And guess what? That's okay. You want to know why? If I never, ever, ever get to preach in front of 100,000 people, you know what? I'm okay with that. Because guess what? That blood is on my hands. In other words, what I tell those people, what I speak to those people, I, it's now more responsibility that is on me. I'm like, God, send me to the 10 and to the 20. <laughs> Amen, somebody. You have a specific call. You have a specific assignment. You've been called to do great things. Do, 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 do this for me. Just lay hands on yourself and say, I've been called to do great things. Come on, say it again. Say, I've been called to do great things. One more time. Say, I've been called to do great things. So, let me just digress for a second. Because 
I, I sense that someone may be saying, well, how do I know I'm called? What, what, what do I know I'm called to do? And I, as I mentioned earlier, the thing that you're, 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 most, you're best at, the thing that no one has to pay you to do, like it's just certain stuff that, you know, my dad like, I need you to come help me move. So I said, like, okay, dad, well, I'm gonna need a couple of dollars to do that. <laughs> Cause you know, I mean, I can't, I, my dad used to, yeah, he used to work in construction. So he's, you know, very good. You put a hammer in his hand, he, he like, he John Henry, he, he's going, he's going. Me on the other hand, I can hammer, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I want to. And so what I had to realize is, 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 is I spent so many years, you know, working in this field and doing this and, 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 and trying to find and maneuver and discover. And sometimes you will run into that calling as you're maneuvering through what's, what we call life. And guess what? That's okay. I'm like, Paul, I don't yet have considered myself to yet apprehend. He said, that that I do have, though, I'm sure of it. The, could it be that that's what God is The thing that you do, you, you, you come alive when you do it. Could it be that that's what God is calling you to do? Ephesians 4 says this. He says, and he gave some apostles and some prophets and pastors, uh, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Why? Verse 11, verse 12 says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body. So you mean to tell me, me standing at the door greeting people edifies the body? Absolutely. You want to know why? Because you don't know what that person brought in today. They could literally be on the verge of losing it all. I'm talking about anybody. I, I, I like being open and transparent. Has anybody ever been on the verge or felt like you were on the verge of everything just collapsing? Amen, lights. <laughs> and you don't, you, you, you may have the, the, the gift of exhortation, and you can just lift them up right where they are. And they say, you know what? Today I was going to end it all, but because Rachel spoke to me when I entered the church, I think God can do something about this situation that I'm in. You may not be called to play the drums. You may not be called to, you know, play lead guitar and, and, and play this beautiful rolling keyboard here and, 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 and lead. And guess what? That's all. Why? Because it's not about how pretty my gift is. It's not about how well it's put on display or how often it's put on display. Because if we are really the sons and daughters of Jesus Christ, it does not matter where you put my gift. Why? Because I want to perfect the saints. I want to edify the body. I want people to be lifted when my gift enters the room. I don't want people to be irritated with me. And I submit to you today that some of us are irritating other people, and that's because we're out of place. Can I get an amen? Some, some, oh, y'all don't have to be honest. I, 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 I know, I know. Y'all don't have to be honest. I'll tell the truth. I'll tell. I'll tell you. I've been in some situations where like, Rory, this is not for you. And I'm okay with that now. And now when people come to me and say, well, Rory, can you do this? I happily say no. And as we, you know, maneuver and matriculate and what other big SAT word you can think of, <laughs> as we progress, our calls, I believe, they don't necessarily change, but God may add to in this season. 
And then he may take away in a season and say, okay, Rory, I need you to put these efforts over here. You, you were in, because believe it or not, we used to live in Savannah and, uh, and God called us to plant a church there. And, and I was so excited. Rachel, I was excited. Oh, God is going to grow this thing and he's going to bless it. And guess what? He did. But in 2018, it closed. We pastored for two years there. And I was so sad. I was depressed. I'm like, God, how you going to tell me? You know how we do. Don't, uh, come on, yeah. Come on. God, how you going to tell me to start this church? And then all the people leave. And you know what the Holy Spirit whispered to me? He said, because I only called you to start it, not complete it. Wow. God, I, I believe that's a word for somebody in here today. Sometimes God will call you to start a work, but not see it all the way through. I'll prove it to you. Let's talk about our brother Moses, right? And he was, the one sheep got away and he encountered the burning bush and Moses, take off your shoes. You're standing on holy ground. That's my God voice, (laughs) y'all. Was it good, Rachel? Okay, all right. Rachel said it was good, baby. It was good. So Moses takes off his sandals and and, and God speaks a word to him and you're going to free my people to go tell Pharaoh, let my people go and and all this stuff. Moses received that revelation. Led the children of Israel in the wilderness for 40 years, which is something, y'all, I passed it before, so, uh, uh, and I only had about 100 people. Moses had about 2 million. I don't want those problems, okay? <laughs> Can the pastor say amen? Uh, he, he, Drew, he's joking, y'all. He's joking. He love y'all. <laughs> I made him say that. I made him say it. Moses started the work, but Joshua ended it. Could it be that some of us are frustrated, we're tired, we're angry, we're upset? It's because the season that we thought God wanted us to continue in, he's now telling us it's finished. Could it be that you're angry and frustrated on that job or, you know, in that friendship? I'm not going to say in your marriage, you stuck with them, sorry. <laughs> sorry, too late. <laughs> that friend that it used to be a joy to speak to him or her, and now it's just like, uh, when they call. And you answer their call out of courtesy, but it's draining you. Could it be, could it be perhaps God is saying, okay, that relationship has ran its course, and now it's time to focus on somebody. You've given her or him all that you can give them in this season, and now it's time to shift. It's time to move. Could it be that you're frustrated and angry on the job? Because anybody ever been there? Y'all can tell the truth. Hopefully your employer may not be in the right. Amen. Amen. Yes. <laughs> I've been there. And I thought everybody that was surrounding me was frustrating me. But it was actually the polar opposite. I was frustrating everyone else because it was time for me to go. And I knew God was telling me to leave. And I had confirmation after come, oh Lord, please, Lord, I just need you to change the environment, God. It's just toxic in here, Lord. And I just Pastor Drew in my prayer closet, Lord, I just need you to do it, Lord. Lord, I need you to go. God change now. And God said, No. He said, the peace will come when you leave. Amen. Amen. That was a that was a Rachel, can you imagine me going home telling my wife, baby, God told me to quit my job. She like Brother, you done lost your mind. (laughs) And I had no backup plan. I didn't. I had no backup plan. And she was like, well, what are we going to do? And I was like, baby, I don't know. I just know God is leading me this way. And and she was like, God can't be leading you to do that because we still got bills. (laughs) 
And so I was like, well, I'll stay on a little bit longer. And finally the day came. I typed up the resignation letter. And I said, well, I'll be courteous and give them two weeks. And the Holy Spirit said, no, I told you to leave. And if you had done it when I told you to do it two months ago, you wouldn't have to do a two-week notice. So I called my supervisor and I said, my season here is up. It's over. What I've, I've accomplished what I've been called to do here. Oh, God. Are y'all hearing me today? I, 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 I'm, I'm finished. Like, like, this is over. Like, I don't want to leave because there is an, a, a, an emotional attachment here. But I want to submit to you today, God cares nothing about our emotional attachments. Because with him, it's about assignment. It's about assignment. It's about assignment. I want to end with this. I, I, I don't know all of why um, God called each of us. I, I have no idea. If, if I stand up here and say, oh, I know, I, th- that would be a lie. <laughs> And we know the Bible says that liars won't tarry in God's presence. So I'm not going to lie to you. I I have no idea. I have no clue um, as to why God uh, called each of us. I don't know, but hopefully today shed it some light. Or maybe not so much as to what you are called to do, but maybe what you're not called to do. Maybe today this message may have sparked something on the inside of you that says, you know what, today when I get home or even in, in a little focused time here, Maybe I need to pray, you know, just a little bit harder and say, okay, God, all right, is is this where you're leading me? And guess what? When when you humble yourself before the mighty hand of God, guess what? He'll he'll give you the revelation that you need. Do I have any witnesses in here that you were in a situation to where I did not know what to do? And the moment I humbled myself and said, okay, Lord, here am I. I've done everything that I know to do. As a matter of fact, Lord, I've made a mess. (laughs) I've made a huge mess. And now I need you to come. I need your direction. I need your leading. Lord, I need you to help me understand what it is that I need to do in this next assignment. And perhaps it may be someone in here today. You may be in the same boat. You may be saying, well, you know what, Rory? I'm tired. Can, can, can we just, can we pull the masks off just for a moment? A- anybody here tired? Let me see your hand. Okay, amen, amen, amen. Anyone frustrated? Anyone broken? You can be honest. Oh, God, thank you, Holy Spirit. Anybody don't know what to do, let me see your hand. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I'm here to let you know today, I believe God sent me here, Rory sent me all the way from Stockbridge, Georgia here today. So let, I, I took my glasses off. Brandon. I have two cousin Brandons, so that's a good name. <laughs> I believe he sent me all the way here today from Stockbridge, Georgia, to help give you some insight. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. Maybe you need to sit down with Pastor Drew and, and say, Pastor, you know what? I'm frustrated. I'm tired. I don't know what to do. And, 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 and Drew, if I know him like I know him, he's going to put his pastoral hat on because <laughs> that's what we have to do. <laughs> but what I love about him, what I love about your pastor is he always refers to the word of God. He said, in all thy ways, acknowledge him. And he will what? He'll direct your path. So, Father, it's my prayer that you would give us direction today.
that you would give us instruction. Thank you, Holy Spirit. That you would give us wisdom and knowledge and understanding, first of all, concerning Jesus Christ, according to Ephesians 1. But Lord God, some of us, I, I, I just perceive and I feel that some of us are, in, are, are today, even today, are in the valley of decision. We're at a crossroads, Lord, and, and we don't know exactly where it is that we are to go. We, we, we don't know exactly, should, should we go left, should we go right, or should we just stay here? And Father, even in the, in the obscurity, even in the uncertainty, we are reminded of your word that says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So renew us today, enlighten us today, but most of all, through your spirit, empower us to be intentional and act on doing what you have called and commissioned us to do. We ask all of these things in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.